The words chosen for this morning are recorded in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of St. John, beginning with the 22nd verse, and I am going to read selected verses of what you have before you. And I'm really going to begin at the 27th verse. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who is great, greater, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. In Jesus Christ, our Advent Savior, dear friends, about the time that Christians are celebrating Advent and Christmas, the Jewish people in our land are celebrating Hanukkah, or the Feast of Dedication. It is to celebrate the victory of the Maccabees over the hated Seleucid Assyrians. The festival is also known as the Feast of Lights for a, a nine-candled candelabra called the menorah is lit during the season. A strong emphasis on light. And yet with all that emphasis on light, isn't it sad that Hanukkah has no real spiritual light? Its light has been rejected. Jesus Christ, the true light of Hanukkah, the light of the world. Now, the text, the first verses of the text tell us that Jesus was walking in the temple at the Feast of Dedication, or Hanukkah. He was there uh, as the festival was being celebrated. In order to understand more about what Hanukkah is all about, it probably won't do us any good to go to the Old Testament because Hanukkah isn't recorded there. The intertestamental book, or which we would call the Apocrypha, the intertestamental book of 1 Maccabees gives valuable insights into this festival uh, that our Lord attended. About 170 B.C., before Christ, Antiochus Epiphanes IV, the leader of the Seleucid Empire, Empire at the time, ruled Palestine with despotic horror. He smashed the Jewish forces, he slaughtered the priests, he desecrated the altars of the temple with pork and snuffed out the sacred lights. He demanded that the true religion be rejected, that the God of the Old Testament even placed a statue of Zeus in the temple to prove that you were really giving up the faith, you were to eat pork, which may not seem so strange to us, uh, but it was absolutely forbidden in uh, the Old Covenant. One lady watched seven of her sons slaughtered before her eyes because they refused to eat the detestable swine as each one was about to die. Uh, she encouraged them to be brave and strong because they would soon be in glory. Mothers uh, that, uh, that circumcised their sons were thrown off the walls of Jerusalem. 
in this dreadful time, the Maccabee family arose, which led a successful rebellion against the Seleucids. In December 165 BC, Judas Maccabeus restored the temple worship and rededicated the temple. And ever after that, uh, this date, the date that Hanukkah is celebrated on, is considered to be the feast of dedication of the temple. Now, according to cu uh, the custom at the time, Jesus came to the uh, Hanukkah services in order to remember the purification of the temple. He walked through Solomon's porch, a side section, colonnaded section of the temple, where the rabbis would teach their disciples. And he, there, the greatest of all rabbis, gave some of his most profound teachings of all times. As the rabbis gathered around him and demanded that he tell them clearly, are you the Messiah or not? Jesus responded by saying that he was the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, uh, that he would give them eternal life and no one would pluck them out of his hands. He and the Father were one. With those words, Jesus answered them saying, yes, I am the Messiah, I and the Father are one, I am the God of the Old Testament concerning whom David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, while all this is going on in the Hanukkah celebration, the, it was customary at that time for a large menorah to be lit up and blazing. It's very possible that as that was being done, Jesus said those, these familiar words that we all know, I am the light of the world. Beholding the menorahs all around him, he was proclaiming that he was indeed the true light of Hanukkah. And for us, it's important to remember that the lights of Hanukkah and all the lights that we see in this season are to remind us that without the Christ child, we are walking in darkness and the shadow of death, going to hell's destruction. No hope. But in Bethlehem, a great light arose. The son of righteousness with healing in his wings, the light to lighten the Gentiles through his suffering, death, and resurrection. He has provided divine light and life for all. And that divine light comes to each of us through his life-giving word and through baptism, the sacrament of enlightenment. He there works faith in our hearts, forgives our sins, and lights up our lives. So the first part of this homily is telling us Jesus is the light of the world. Now the second part, we want to think about Jesus lights up our lives. We are in this world, in this Advent season and Christmas season, to be Christ lights. His evangelists, by our words, but not only 
by our words. If we tell our unbelieving neighbor about Jesus, the light of the world, the Savior, but then live as though we don't know him, our evangelism probably isn't going to accomplish a whole lot. We evangelize also by our lifestyle. We are to be lights in this world. And very often, I'm afraid that each of us is a smoking candle. At times, we think only about ourselves, don't we? I, when we have thoughts like this, I really don't care oh, what my wife or my husband thinks. I am going to spend my leisure time the way I want to, and she can do what she pleases. I don't care what my parents think. I am going to go to that party during Christmas vacation with my friends, even though the, the booze runs free and there's a bit of drugs there. I don't care what the people at work think. I've done my share and more than my share. It's time that somebody else does something around here. When those are our thoughts, then the old sinful flesh is in control and not the gracious Savior. May we each repent of our failures this Advent season. Repent of those failures and be, sure, be assured of Jesus' full and complete forgiveness. He became a human child to blot out each one of your sins and each one of my sins. He lights up our lives. One day, a little girl was looking at all the stained glass windows in her home church. She enjoyed the color, the beauty, and so forth. And she asked her mother, who are the people in the windows? Her mother absentmindedly responded, oh, they're the saints. She thought about it for a while and said, now I know who the saints are. They're the people that let the light shine through. Yes, the saints are each and every one of us, the redeemed children of God, who are to let the light of Christ shine through to all around them. May we each strive to show forth that life and the power to do that comes today from his life-giving word and from the holy sacrament of his body and blood. So then, in this Advent season, as we see the Hanukkah lights and the, the menorahs flashing across the screens of our TVs, remember that the lights of Hanukkah and all the lights of Advent and Christmas are, to, are pointing us to the Christ child, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, who became one of us, enduring our darkness and sin so that we could have his divine life, light, and eternal salvation. He is the light of the world. Show forth his light. Amen.